Yes, it is Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. The show, as always, presented by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. Check them out online at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. Of course, if you want to get in the conversation, one 401 as we're talking fantasy sports for the next hour before low tide hits the airwaves. Uh, you can also get us via the old email, Connor at sports1440.ca, Brandon at sports1440.ca. Brandon got his first email about the show yesterday. Uh, I still have yet to get one. Brandon simply was just a hello, how you doing? I'm still waiting to get one. So if you want to shoot me an email, Connor at sports1440.ca, that email is going to be crucial later on today because uh, we are going to give you guys the details to our sports 1440 fantasy frenzy hockey pool and uh, we've got some cool prizes lined up for, from our friends at the cbh uh, we'll be doing that uh, in the eleven twenty segment but uh, in a couple seconds here we are going to get to our host or our guest today on the program uh, Corey parson of the fantasy executive uh, lots to get to with the fantasy sporting world going on right now and we'll get to that. Let's do it. We got Corey on the line here. Brandon, correct? We do. We do. Excellent. We'll do that then right now. He's our fantasy wizard brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. You can join the CBH for Monday, Thursday, and Sunday night football for your chance to win awesome game day prizes and qualify for a trip for two to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Brandon will be at the North Edmonton location tonight if you want to join him. Also could uh, qualify for a chance to win two tickets to the home opener of your choice next season. That's all down at the Canadian Brew House. We bring in Corey, the fantasy executive. You can give him a follow on Twitter at the fantasy exec. Corey, how are you doing today? What's going on? How's everybody doing? How's everything going? Hope everybody's enjoying uh, so far the start to the season, and hopefully we can start to put these fantasy pieces together. Oh, man, that's why we're having you on the show here. I need some fantasy advice selfishly, and we're going to get some texts coming in from our listeners to throw your way. Uh, my first question, we'll start off with tonight, and uh, Brandon and I talked about yesterday, Sam Howell, potential starter for people. You know, maybe you've got some bye week issues and you need someone off the waiver wire. Sam Howell out there against the Bears defense. So how do you like that matchup tonight? You know, Sam Howell hasn't played particularly well at home so far this season because that could be uh, more or less based on competition. Obviously, what you have going on tonight, you got that Bears defense coming into a house out there in Landover, Maryland, where, you know, primetime game underneath the new era, kind of get the stink out of Dan Snyder out of that building. So definitely a more uh, hyped-up fan base. I think Sam Howell, you can do worse than Sam Howell this week. Looking for some streaming options, maybe because of bye weeks. I don't see where Sam Howell is a bad deal. I really don't like to go too in uh, on a Thursday night game, but it can be successful. So I don't have an issue with Sam Howell if you've got to start him. Now, some guys uh, kind of taking over the headlines this week coming off the IL. Uh, Cooper Cup with the Rams, then Jonathan Taylor with the Colts. Uh, for those two guys, though, you know, when we find out that they are going to officially play, any hesitation with the, the injury or the rust for those two guys? Uh, with Cooper Cup, I would be probably be a little bit of hesitation with the injury and the rest and already the situation that he's coming into. They got a big game home against the Philadelphia Eagles. And listen, we all love what Puka Nakua has done so far this season. I may be a little bit optimistic, but if he's out there, really hard to tell somebody who spent all that draft capital to not go ahead and throw him out there. Listen, I would continue to play Puka Nakua as well. He's been excellent to start the season. So I think you would give both of those guys to go. Taylor, a little bit hesitant about because of the matchup going up against that stout Titans run defense. But listen, same scenario. You took an early round pick with him, or even you took him in the middle rounds that time when you know things got a little bit dicey there. You know how running backs are in fantasy football. It's so hard 
to get running back, keep good running back depth. I mean, one week, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, you could have went to the league with, to the week with Nick Chubb and Saquon Barkley. Look how you came out of that week. So, um, the right thing to do would be to sit Taylor this week. But how realistic is that in most twelve team leagues? I mean, I might be starting in one of my leagues. Tickle flyer on him late, hoping it'll pan out. Uh, Corey Parson, the fantasy exec, joining us here on Fantasy Frenzy. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you here. One guy who had high expectations this year and just hasn't lived up to it. We're, we're still waiting. Could this be the week that Joe Burrow finally regains his form, taking on the Cardinals? Uh, what do you think about Joe Burrow this week as a potential start? No, I don't think that Joe Burrow form is going to come this year. Or maybe it's going to come later on in this season. It's interesting how in the beginning of the year when his injury first happened, how Jamar Chase was saying, let him sit, let him sit. I don't want to see him until week five. Here we are looking at week five. He played the first four weeks, Burrow, and it has not been good. Uh, really, his fantasy numbers are down there with Ryan Tannehill. Um, you know, if they give you any kind of pressure, he has no mobility, no mobility in the pocket. Short pass and separate Jamar Chase. That could be the extent of his game, even though you're going up against the Arizona Cardinals on the road. The Cardinals have shown that they're not uh, buying the hype around him, but they're taking and throwing this season away. Real tough to, uh, to trust and rely on Joe Burrow. I got him in a couple of places, and he's parked on my bench. Corey, I, I never thought I'd see the day I'd ask this question, but the NFL's crazy, and here we are. Zach Wilson against the Denver Broncos. Is Zach Wilson yeah. a, a quality start this week coming off the game he had against the Chiefs? Yeah, I would start. I think Zach Wilson's a quality start going. You know, that, that, that Denver defense has been able to be picked upon. We saw Justin Fields get with it this week. And listen, Fields, I mean, Wilson, for what you say, played with confidence this past weekend. You know what I'm saying? If Zach put down, ball out. So, so you know, plus matchup, somebody you can be optimistic about. Now, obviously, if you're doing this, you're really at the dregs of it. You know, nobody else on the waiver wire. So, yeah, I don't mind it if you need a streamer. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. Uh, find him on Twitter at the fantasy exec and watch his shows on YouTube. He is our Canadian brew host, fantasy wizard of the day here on Fantasy Frenzy. Corey, a name that uh, normally is a must start every week, but we saw a limited role in the offense last week for Debo Samuel and now going up against this really tough Cowboys D that has ripped a lot of teams to shreds so far this season. Do you have any hesitancy now with Debo after kind of, like I said, that lack of involvement last week? Well, you know, it's interesting. I was just talking about this yesterday, and it's like they got so many weapons and so many mouths to feed, right, in San Francisco, but the usage goes solely to Christian McCaffrey. So you see George Kittle's been a disappointment. Debo's been a disappointment at times this season. Brandon Ayuk's had a couple of good games, but it's been a disappointment. Only brother that hasn't disappointed so far this year has been Christian McCaffrey. So, yeah, if you got a little bit of hesitancy going with Debo Samuel, I can see sitting him this week. I got him in the spot as a wide receiver three, so I don't depend on him for too much. But really, if he's in the starting lineup, you can really be looking at double digits, I mean a single-digit scoring. And they lose him last week where they, he had like three rushes for like six yards. That's not going to work against Dallas defense. So I'd be a little bit hesitant and worried if I was a Debo Samuel's owner right now. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly the boat I'm in about whether or not to slot him into that uh, WR3 spot. But uh, this one coming in from a listener. Dean texted us and said, uh, is it time to cut bait on Dak Prescott? Mm, that's interesting. I don't know what Dean's options are. Um, but, you know, obviously, run first offense. I think you will see Dak throw the football more this week. I think you'll see that passing game get more involved. I wouldn't cut bait on Dak Prescott yet. 
Um, if you had better options, I would go ahead and roll them out. But I think you still this is this is Dallas is going to play a slow down ball control rely on a defense game. So maybe you shouldn't have drafted Prescott in the first place. But in a game like this week, where they're on the road, could be in a tight situation. I think they're relying on Prescott a little bit more. I'm willing to play. If you look at if Dallas is an underdog, play Dak Prescott. We are talking NFL fantasy with Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. Give him a follow on Twitter at the fantasy exec. Another text coming in here, one 401 Kurt from Barhead asking this one. Uh, a lot of names going to come at you here. He's got one flex spot that needs filling. He's undecided between Gus Edwards, Khalil Herbert, Damian Pierce, and Christian Kirk. Says any advice would be great. Thank you. Uh, you know, that Pittsburgh seal of run defense has not been dynamic this year as it's been in years in the past. Getting a quick look at that list, Gus Edwards stuck out to me as somebody that I could see going as a flash option this week. That game between the Texans and the Falcons should be a lot of fun, so Damian Pierce would be in play. But I would give Gus Edwards the, the, the look right now. It hasn't been great, but I think you'll get a good performance versus that Steeler run defense. Now you could also see Lamar Jackson play hero ball in this AFC North showdown between these two division rivals, longtime rivals. But I think I like Gus out of that group. Uh, another one coming in here. This this must be a deep league. Uh, asking about Keaton Mitchell coming in for the Ravens. He asks, is it a worthy start or is it because he's on his Ravens? That comes from Bud. What do you think about Keaton Mitchell? Jesus Christ, not much. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a deep one. It's a deep one. League. Yeah, 16 team league, whatever the case may be. I, I, I mean, if you're rolling him out there, you're hoping for like a touchdown or something like that. I wouldn't really, uh, that's really tough to deal with. Uh, I want to get your thoughts just on defenses as a whole here. Are you the type of player that goes into it with your one defense and you just stick with it? Or are you trying to find that matchup week to week? No, I'm trying to find that matchup week to week. I'm trying to roll up some big defensive numbers, particularly against quarterbacks like Daniel Jones and guys that are prone to turnovers. So, you know, I'm looking to look for defensive streaming options and stuff like that. I mean, if you've got a legit unit like a Cleveland Browns or a Dallas Cowboys or a San Francisco 49ers, I can see you rolling and sticking with them. But just about everybody else, I'm going to try to play to my strengths and get an advantage going up against those heavily turnover-prone quarterbacks. Like, look at the New England Patriots. If you get Jameis Winston out there this week, you can see you can see the Patriots get a couple interceptions. Uh, a couple more here for you. I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Uh, tight end position. Uh, we know there's the drop off from uh, the Travis Kelseys, and you know it's maybe been a drop, the drop. The whole thing is a drop <laughs> off this year at tight end. You're telling me. You're telling me. I'm a. I was well. I'm a Kyle Pitts believer at heart. I just don't believe in the Atlanta Falcons. But this week, is there anyone you think uh, could surprise here? Maybe available on the waiver wire. Uh, Zach Ertz is still out there in a lot of leagues. I can see Zach Ertz getting involved. Hayden Hurst could be available. Carolina should be able to, you know, be in a position where they're going to be throwing the ball a lot this week against a team that's had some liability, but you really can't trust Carolina's offense. Really, once you get out the top seven tight ends, it's pretty bad this year. And then when you say seven, that's really because Cole Komet had that week last week, but really it's like a, a top six. You know, listen, it's, 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 uh, it's tough times out there. But maybe you want to go with like a a uh, a Gerald Everett type or a um or a uh, uh what's the young man Hayden Hurst type. But this, listen, these are all tight end is tight end is a disaster this year. So you're really hitting a miss. But a guy like Zach Ertz won't get you a zero. 
Corey Parson from the Executive Network, our guest here on Sports 1440, Fantasy Frenzy with Hallie and Douglas. My last one for you, Corey. This is uh, coming in from a texter as well, and this might just be uh, looking for some confirmation to uh, what we all already think is true. Chase Claypool's future. It certainly doesn't look like it's with the Bears. Do you think uh, he has a chance of landing anywhere else in the NFL, and if he does, uh, having an impact there? Oh, that's interesting because you don't really know what that situation entails. It seems like it could be a lack of usage, and it seems like there's fingers to point in both directions. Maybe if you're taking a flyer and you're hoping he gets in the right situation, if you got the roster real estate to wait on a guy like that, sure, I would go ahead and do it, but I would tip up my expectations. Well, uh, Corey, really appreciate you doing this today, hopping on the program. Uh, Hopefully we can get you on again in the future and enjoy the weekend in the NFL. Yeah, no doubt. Please hit me up and enjoy enjoy uh, taking time talking to you guys and to everybody up there. You know what I'm saying? Keep it rolling, and I hope you guys are in championships this year, and I'll be more than happy to come back and join you boys. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll be making that call at some point. Thanks, Corey. Uh, that is Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. Give him a follow on Twitter, at the fantasy exec. I mean, I, I don't want to speak for both of us. I'll speak for myself. I don't foresee any championships this, this year for me. The trusting Joe Burrow, trusting Kyle Pitts, Austin Eckler, Cooper Cup injuries have really set me back. So I'm, uh, and I can't even rebuild. I can't even go for anything because it's not a keeper league that I'm in, both my leagues. So just kind of just sucking. Yeah, in my in my dynasty league, I've had some championship aspirations for a couple of years, building, building, and now I'm like I'm kind of right there with uh, some guys maybe at the tipping point of their effectiveness, uh, like Amari Cooper on the Browns and stuff. Basically, for that team, my championship hopes were live and die with Jonathan Taylor. Uh, he's a guy I drafted originally as a rookie. Obviously, a great season last year, in and out of the lineup uh, with injury. The uncertainty around him right now is giving me cause for concern but if he can come back whether it's with the Colts or somewhere else and and put up those like MVP type numbers that we saw from him um I, I like my chances at a, at a championship and in my super flex league yeah it's uh, I've gotten really lucky to have the record that I have so far gone up against some weak opponents but uh, you know never know never say never if Jameer Gibbs can all of a sudden break out uh, and look like the guy that we thought he was going to yeah then you, then you never know if everything goes right, we both got a chance. <laughs> I'm not I'm not ruling myself out. Hey, Jonathan Taylor comes back, Cooper Cup, Austin Eckler, you know, Joe Burrow's calf heals miraculously. Who knows? It could happen. Uh, never say never. Yeah. Like my boy uh Jaden Smith said. And JB. Uh it could happen. Like my boy in Angels in the Outfield said. I don't know his <laughs> character's name. Uh I mentioned the email. I want to say big thank you to David from Ewell. He emailed me. Thank you, oh, David. Yeah. Also, Squeaky Brad, our producer, sent me a message. And Scott. So I got three emails now. You've all of a sudden tripled up my email count. I'm like the Khalil Mack of emails. I went from zero to a big number. Now I'm in the lead. Uh, yeah, you can email both of us. Connor at Sports1440. Brandon at Sports1440. I will take a break. Uh, our guest today brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. You can join Brandon at the North Edmonton location tonight. He'll be qualifying a couple people for a chance to go to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas down at the North CBH also. That's a pretty good prize. But some people might rather go to a home opener in 2024, like me, because my team probably won't be in the Super Bowl, but they will have a home opener in 2024. Uh, That's another prize that will be up for grabs uh, with the Canadian Brew House and other locations, but you can join Brandon on the North side. He'll buy you a beer. That's my promise. We'll take a break. When we come back, we will uh, give you guys some more information on our NHL fantasy pool. It is set up. Uh, unlike the survivor pool in the NFL, there will be an entrance fee, but a good chunk of that's going to go to charity. 
So it is a very, very good thing to get into. And uh, we got some good prizes too. Canadian brew house, Patty, stepping up in a big way. We'll let you know about that and more. It is Fantasy Frenzy. If you want to get in on the conversation, 1-833-401-1440. Hallie Douglas. We'll be back right after this. Fantasy Frenzy is always presented by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. 1121, it is Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor, Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. The show presented by Wilhawk Beef Jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WilhawkBeefJerky.com. I'm heading out to the Grove tomorrow. Going to get some cookies, going to get some gas, might grab some jerky, and then going to host the Elks Watch Party. So, should be a good time. Uh, Brandon, we talked about that. You might have to cover for me on the Gregor Show. Yeah, very well. Uh, might have to come and dip in for an hour or two with Greg's and Declan here, and uh, you know, get back into the uh, the afternoon mix. You know, yeah, I'll just put you on the spot on air. You, you have to say yes here, and uh, we don't have the deepest bench right now, right? We're mm, I, I yes. was like, look, I'm like, oh, it's, it's kind of got to be Brandon. Yeah, because Declan, uh, it's I mean, it's too much to ask of him to run the the main uh, audio board here for the actual radio station and the video stream where you can watch the Jason Greger show every day from 2 to 6 on Oilers Nation YouTube, of course. But uh, So it's too much to ask of Declan, so I'm happy to sub in and uh, you know do my part, keep the wheel turning. Well, I owe you one. That's <laughs> That goes without saying. Uh, it is the Fantasy Frenzy here. 1-833-401-1440 if you want to get in on the conversation. Uh, we teased it a little bit. We've kind of been talking about it for a while. Obviously, when the show got going, we talked about how we wanted to keep it very interactive. We wanted uh, you, the listeners, to kind of be the pulse of the show, keep it going. And we wanted to do some fun things. So we started our NFL Survivor Pool uh, before the season got started. Unfortunately, Brandon and I are out, but we do encourage you to continue to make your picks. Uh, we're going to get some sort of prize for you. We're going to figure that one out. I think we might have to throw a Sports 1440 hat in there, maybe two, because, man, those things are very good looking. Uh, but we, we talked about doing a hockey pool, and we thought about doing the draft, but then that kind of limits how many people you can actually get into it. So we're going to do the old-fashioned hockey pool, and we created it. It is all set up. It is good to go, and... It's going to be one of those old school ones where you get a kind of a group of players and you select one and you, there's about 12 categories. Uh, you'll have obviously your McDavid's in one, the elite, and then it kind of drops down and we hope you guys will all join up. Uh, there's going to be a $25 entry fee and a portion of that will go to the winner as it should, but a bigger portion of it will go to Gregor's grads, which helps provide suits for young men in the cities to go to their high school graduations. And then they get to keep those suits and use them for life, whether it might be interviews, job interviews, whatever it would be. So uh, we're going to get that going right away. Right now, Brandon and I are the only two members of the league. I don't know if you've made your team yet, Brandon. I just kind of sprung it on you this morning. No, yeah, I just made sure you sent me across the link to make sure it get registered and it's all functioning properly. It looks like it is. Haven't had the chance to, you know, dive into each uh, category and box and make my selections. That might be a uh, that might be an uh, activity I partake in during, like, say, halftime of tonight's Thursday night football game at the Canadian Brew House. I had an appointment this morning while I waited. I picked my team. Don't know how good it is, but you know what? 
you and I can't win anyway, so we're just in it for the good time. Uh, I'm in it for bragging rights. Bragging when rights. I win, I will lord it over everyone else that <laughs> enters, and uh, whoever finishes in second can happily collect their prize. Yes, yes, exactly. And they might have to bring you along, because uh, we did have Patty from the Canadian Brew House. Obviously, they are one of our fine sponsors here on the show. Uh, he offered up a dinner for 20 Nice pasta dinner at the Canadian Brew House, and then a $200 gift card. So you enter $25, you help out charity, you get a chance to win more, plus a night out at the brew house. You'd be a hero if you like called up the boys, hey, dinner is on me. I got a $200 gift card too. I'll buy a couple beers for you. Maybe you want to take out the, the beer league team. Maybe the family, you know, you want to support the fam. Maybe it's friends and family, whoever it is, coworkers, whatever it might be. It'd be a great night out at the Canadian brew house. So to do this, well, it's, it's very simple. And you'll just have to e-transfer me at that email I mentioned. And I'll keep it all above board. All Me and Brandon will uh, tabulate all the funds and make sure we have a good prize, depending on how much we get, see what the interest is. We'll make sure the winner takes home a nice little payday. And then a lot of money will go to Gregor's grads as well, help out some of those kids in need of a new suit. So if you want to get in on it, send an e-transfer, $25, to Connor at sports1440.ca. And after that, I will make sure I send you a link and I'll provide the password and the league name and you can join the conversation and get in on it. So send that $25 to Connor at sports1440.ca and in the uh, comment, just provide your email and I will reply to that email, like I said, with the link, the password, and you can make your team. Uh, Should be a lot of fun. I see St. Albert Kevin asking, you want to get in? Hey, buddy, it's easy. $25. Connor at sports1440.ca and we'll make sure we post on the sports1440 page on Twitter uh, at fantasy frenzy AM as well. And then Brandon and I will get in on that one. I will say as I was doing mine, Connor McDavid's in one box, Leon dry settles in a second box. You didn't even make us choose between the two. So I like those were probably the biggest no brainers. And you know, I, I was pretty quick to make that one had they been together you're still probably gonna go Connor mcdavid maybe leon goes nuclear and finds a way to surpass him but yeah there were some where it was was heavy hesitation uh getting down into the goalies and things like that uh, it's it's you got to put some thought into it so we'll have a lot of fun uh what's the link and who does the e-transfer go to so st albert kevin the e-transfer will go to me uh you'll know We'll do the math correctly because the winner will get a certain amount and then we're going to, we'll make it public the amount that we donate to Gregor's grads and see how many suits uh, that we actually do provide and young men we help in this city. Uh, C-O-N-N-O-R at sports1440.ca. C-O-N-N-O-R. Think of it like Connor McDavid and that'll get you there. Brandon and, and Connor Brown and Connor Brown. The, we had a text earlier this morning. I, I'm going to go see if I can go back and find it, but it was like, can we call every goal that involves both Brown and McDavid the CNC goal factory? <laughs> That's that goal provided by the CNC goal factory. Yeah, of course we can. I mean, the younger generation maybe doesn't get it, but that's okay. Yeah, CNC music factory, right? That's That would be the reference there. Yeah. Uh, DJ says, yes, you should know by now I can't spell. I will email you later. So we got one person in. Uh, again, if you want to get in on the fo- the hockey pool, fantasy pool, 
Send uh, $25, Connor at sports1440.ca. We're going to raise some money for charity and then use some of a prize. Uh, the Canadian Brew House generously donating a package. 20 people can go down there, have a nice pasta dinner, and uh, also a $200 gift card. Uh, shout out to the Brew House and Patty. Uh, we'll touch on that later on. We'll make sure we pump that up uh, until next Tuesday. Of course, that'll be the deadline because the NHL gets going so soon here. Uh, Gavin, number one fan. That must be Gavin's number one fan. Probably not Gavin, the number one fan. Yes, number one Gavin fan. <laughs> uh, would you take Godwin and Andrews for Justin Jefferson? Half PPR league. This is a trade Gavin G-Baby offered me last week. I have JJ. He has Godwin Andrews. So, I mean, I, I like the aggressiveness from Gavin. Going <laughs> yeah, for it. I yes. would I would not make this trade. Gavin, but. or number one Gavin fan. I don't know if you should be Gavin's or G-Baby's number one fan anymore because he is trying to absolutely put you through the ringer on this. Justin Jefferson is the best fantasy football player <laughs> I was going to say bar none, but Christian McCaffrey gives him a pretty good run for his money. But those two guys are on a tier of their own. Week to week, regardless of team result, they are putting up massive point totals. Chris Godwin, very good receiver. He's not even the number one receiver on his team. And Mark Andrews, I'm I, I'm not going to say he's looking old, but he certainly doesn't look to have the same role in that Baltimore offense um, early on that he'd shown in the past so and i know he was dealing with an injury i think coming off the start of the season so but no I, if you own justin jefferson unless there's a circumstance where your keeper league rules or you can only keep a player for a number of years and now you're coming up at the end of that limit and you're going to try and like get some value for him instead of just losing him for nothing going into next year's draft that's the only circumstance that i would be trading justin jefferson as a proud owner in virtually every league I've been in for the past several years. I go out of my way to draft him early. Super flex league. Everybody's taking quarterbacks. No, thank you. I will take Justin Jefferson. Yeah. He took me to two finals last year. I have him this year in one of my leagues and you know, it's not his fault. I'm not doing good. Justin Jefferson is an absolute weapon. Even if he's not scoring touchdowns, uh, he still seems like he's going for like 150. So what? 15 points plus PPR or half PPR. I mean, I love it for Gavin. I love that move. Godwin is just so inconsistent. He's got Mike Evans there in questionable quarterback play. Andrews, he's a tight end. As Corey told us, the tight end is just a drop-off. It's 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 Travis Kelsey. Tight ends stink this year. Yeah, yeah. Tight end you. Where are you guys at? Yeah, I thought they were working they, on these sort of their things. Their first, their biggest year ever at tight end you, and all it has resulted in tight ends getting the shaft. Yeah. If, if you were a tight end in in college... Like, say you're, if Kyle Pitts could go back and do it again, do you think he'd say, no, I'm a receiver? Because when we see franchise tags go out, it it's the average of the top five at that position. So if you were a tight end, but you're more of a receiving tight end, I would just say, no, I don't, don't, don't call me that. Don't That's just, what Jimmy Graham tried to do. Yeah, well, well why can't they? Why, why do they have to fall into that box? I'm like, I'd say, no, put me out outside or else I'm, I'm not... Look at a guy like Cordero <laughs> Patterson. Like, what do you classify him as? Is he a running back? Is he a wide receiver? I think he had, like, in terms of fantasy classifications, he was a wide receiver. And last season and this season, I believe he is now a running back. Debo Samuel, he's always been a wide receiver. But before CMC got there, he was certainly used as a running back in that offense. It, it is, it's, a, it's a valid question, Connor. And, and Kyle Pitts, I mean, I think the difference is tight ends, a lot like fullbacks, they're... They're a little different upstairs in their cranium. 
they just have this desire to hit people and block. And like, there's some that take more pride in it than others. The aforementioned Jimmy Graham, yeah. not so much. The current company, George Kittle, he lives for it. So there is something there where, oh yeah, do I want to just be a wide receiver or do I really like blocking and running people over sometimes? And that'll probably come down to person to person. But uh, but in terms of the dollar figures, it's there's no argument. I mean, like I think back to Heinz Ward. If he was four inches taller and thirty pounds heavier, maybe a little more than that, he probably would have loved to have been a tight end because yeah. he was blowing guys up. But uh, yeah, I don't know the tight end position. Just not good this year. No, not consistent. I shouldn't say that. There, there's guys, but how often are you going to like pick up a waiver wire guy who and just know he's the guy who goes off? It just it seems too risky. Uh, last week we had people asking about Donald Parham, and it was like you know he is a good red zone target, but he's not reliable to get you eight or nine targets in a game. Uh, he had the wrist injury, so and he's on a bye week, so stay away from him this week. But yeah, that tight end position uh, not great. Uh, Saint Albert Kevin says entry fee is sent. I'm going to keep watching. Don't see it yet, but you know those e transfers a little slow. Babbage Stash says I'm in. Money sent. Your champ is here. I like the swagger. Ba- Babbitt Stash tagged me in a uh, tweet earlier this week. Um, I don't know if you've seen in the clip from Bob Does Sports about they got paired with this random guy on the golf course who's the Duke, and he had the ugliest swing you've ever <laughs> seen in your whole life, and Babbage Stash tagged me in it saying, oh, yeah, this is this is the Duke of Delburn That's out it. on the golf course. And I mean, the guy was striping it despite the fact his swing was just yucky. It was gross, but uh, you can't argue with results. He doesn't care. Right, as long as he's pound the ball a couple if, hundred. If you haven't seen that clip yet, I came in here the other morning. Kevin Carius uh, as a little bit of a a few years my senior, a couple days late seeing it, I guess. But he was howling in here in the studios, laughing at it as he's watching it. What's the social media progression? Like starts on Reddit, then TikTok. I feel like it starts there, and then it makes its way to Twitter and Instagram. Instagram's probably last as somebody that doesn't have TikTok. Really, I, I see TikToks. Two weeks after they were popular, I, thought, I, I see them as Instagram reels. I thought Facebook would be the last I one. I don't, yeah, Facebook is, uh, sorry, yes, Facebook is probably the last on the line. Like, the the youth are going to watch it on TikTok or whatever, the and youth. Reddit, and then you and I will see it on Twitter or Instagram, and then our parents will see it on Facebook and tag us in it a month after the fact. Kind of the way it goes. Uh, <laughs> no name here. Oh, JB in the loader. We'll have to save that one to our system. He likes your uh, swing is yucky line there. So, JB, we're going to save you in the system. Connor, how funny is it that certain expressions can mean two completely equal but opposite things? Like, if you say, that's sick, like, is, like that normally means cool, mm-hmm. but you can also use it to mean something's bad. And just like this expression, to say something is gross... That can mean is good. Like that guy's like Deeks, like Trevor Zegers, he's gross out there. Yeah. But, and I just described this guy's swing as gross in a bad way. Nasty. So, yeah, nasty. So <laughs> the English language, what a world we're living in. I'm sure every language has its little quirks like that. But when you meet someone who's learning English and has to deal with that kind of stuff, how frustrating would, would that be? Like, you just, it'd be so tough. It'd be very tough. Our language. I mean, I can't keep up sometimes. No. Oh, God, no. Been here my whole life. Uh, <laughs> English is my first language. Sometimes I struggle with some of the, the slang. When, when kids would say no cap, 
I still don't really know what that means. It's truth or not true. No lie. No lie. No lie. Like if something's cap, that's a lie. I had some of my <laughs> friends when I was going to Nate, shout out Nate RATV program. They're all younger than me, these guys I hung out with. Each week, I would like ask them to bring an expression that's popular amongst the youth and teach me what it means. No cap was very early on the list. So no cap is no lie. Like, no lie. So like cap is a lie. Cap. Yeah, that's cap. It's fiction. Correct. Or nonfiction. Fiction. There you go. Because I've heard Riz, but that that's from charisma. Correct. So that yeah, I there, can like I can understand. There's an origin. There's yeah. an origin to yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> no Riz. Uh, my nickname at our work fantasy football and hockey pools is the champ is here. So St. Albert Kevin. And Babbage Stash, the swagger. We, we got a couple alphas here. We'll see who finishes out on top. Uh, no name here. Just kidding. It popped up. Scalding Gord, our good friend. Receivers are just the egomaniac version of DBs. Yeah, I mean, some are. I mean, I, it, it certainly is a thing. I played a little receiver in my time, so probably as of that big ego Would over here. Would you describe yourself as an egomaniac? Connor? Oh, no, I was too bad to have an ego. <laughs> See, like, the fifth-string receiver roll up in gold shoes or something? I'd, I'd look a little ridiculous. There goes Al Mitchell. Lowdown. He just strolls in sometimes. You know what? He doesn't... Going uh, for his morning mall walk. He doesn't use his McDonald's Monopoly game pieces, so I get them. But I think today Declan's going to try to beat him to it. Declan won a RV rental once from Monopoly. And was told by one of his friends that you need a special license to use said RV rental. And he just threw them out because he's like, well, I can't do this anyways. So he's on a mission to try to win something from Monopoly and McDonald's. So it's a big competition here. Nobody cares about that, though. Let's get to break. When we come back, uh, we got a text from Mark we will get to. You can send your questions into one 401 It is the Frenzy brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Welcome back to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you. The show presented by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WilhawkBeefJerky.com. Brandon, quick question for you. Texans defense going up against Atlanta. What do you think? Is the de- this the, the defense has not been the strength of the Texans so far. That has obviously been the offense and most notably C.J. Stroud and his receivers. I don't know if I'd be starting the Texans defense uh, virtually in any circumstance. And Atlanta is a great, like great at running the ball. And I know Houston made some improvements over the offseason, but like last year, they could not stop a nosebleed if it was running at them. That's Atlanta's game plan. They're going to pound it down their throat. And in three, that's easy to game plan for then as a defense because you know what they're going to do. But when you have the talent like uh, Bijan and Algier, I, I don't think I'd be liking that matchup as a Texans defense owner, say, in fantasy. Okay, because when I when I go week to week on defenses, I look at the little green number mm, for yeah. rankings, and if it's green, I'm like, okay, this could be all right, and the Texans have a green matchup. Do they really? Yeah, but that's more of a, I guess, kind of a indicate it's, on it's the Falcons. Yeah, yeah. So I also saw Green Bay taking on the Raiders. And if the Raiders, if they just feed Devontae and let that open up the run game, or maybe vice versa, they could be okay. I got the Niners, so that's kind of my thing. I'm not too sure about. Uh, I want to jump into the text line, one 401 because you kind of made a face there. Was it related to the text box? This, this most recent text, it was no context, no name, first message they've ever sent to the station. What about Raheem Mostert? 
What about Raheem Mostert? Good player. Good offense. Only one football. So, you, you know, every guy's going to get their, their piece of the pie. But I think you could say he's worth a start. If they're going to get the ball inside the five. He might be an option. I think so. And we have to remember that Mike McDaniels is a disciple of the Shanahan um, tree out in San Francisco and even beyond that back to uh, his uh, father Shanahan. But, like, as soon as you think you know who's the go-to guy in an offense, they can change it on you. We've seen that in the San Francisco running back room for years now, and some of it has had to do with injuries as well, sure. But I think now that we're just starting to think that Devon Achan is the guy in the Miami backfield, I would not be shocked to see uh, Raheem Mostert come out and get more touches uh, this time around. Like, he's talented. There's no doubt about it. They brought him in for a reason. Achan, a little more of the speedster, like you said, Connor, in some uh, closer goal line situations, I wouldn't be surprised if Mostert's the, the option they go to. He, he can be a touchdown machine. He was. I mean, the whole team was uh, that weekend <laughs> against the Broncos. What, he, did he finish with four or five? Him and HN each had four? Four, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think Raheem's still worth the start for sure. We got a trade coming in here. This came in from Mark, uh, one that's actually intriguing. Uh, I, he would be trading away Tyreek Hill and acquiring Puka Nakua and Devontae Smith from the Atlanta Falcons. When you look at it, the points that they have already in his league, Nakua has 76. He only has 10 less than Tyreek Hill. And then Devontae has 51. So, I mean, you're losing the, the best player. And you got to think Nakua probably drops off a little bit if Cooper Cup comes back healthy. But overall depth, you're getting two starters. So I, if, if I was Mark and I needed a receiver depth, it'd be tough to trade away Tyreek, but I, th- I think overall it'd be good. If you don't need receiver depth, then like Nakua and Smith would be iffy, potentially guys you're going to bench, I don't make the trade. But if, if they both are starting on your team every week, I think you do it. Yeah, and if this is a keeper league, which we don't know, if it is, then I think this is a no-brainer. Devontae Smith is probably going to get a lot more um, from Jalen Hurts down the line here than A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown's been fed heavy the past couple weeks, partly, I think, because he was, uh, you know, playing a little sour grapes after felt like he was getting under-targeted in the first couple games of the season. But, like, Devontae Smith, I think, is is the guy there. You can say Philly has two WR1s. I'm not going to argue with that. But even if Nakua drops off a decent amount and gives up some of these targets to Cooper Cup when he comes back, we, we heard it right from uh, from our guest today, our, our fantasy wizard of the day, Corey, that, like, he's still worth starting, even with Cooper Cup back in the lineup. So, like you said, Connor, you're losing the best player, but this is a rare circumstance where situationally, if, if you need another a starting wide receiver, then I think you pull the trigger all day. You're giving up the best player, but I think you can still win this trade in the long run. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, it, we get a lot of offers that come in here, and it's very one-sided, and you can kind of tell that it's someone trying to maybe take advantage, but I, I think this one isn't necessarily that too bad. Uh, here we go. Patty from the Brew House. Shout out to Patty, hooking us up with a fantastic prize for our hockey pool. We'll touch on that in a second here. 12-team league, Bedard got drafted sixth overall. Is the guy crazy? Where should Bedard get drafted? If it's Dynasty, right? I, I think you could make an argument for it, but yeah. Let, let's just run through it quickly here, you and I, Brandon. First pick, McDavid. Second pick, Dreisaitl? I think so. Third pick, McKinnon? 
McKinnon, Matthews. You, can, you probably have a collection of players that are in this next little realm. Uh, Matthew Kachuk, I would even put in there as well because of his uh, value outside of just goals and points. So we got McKinnon, Matthews, Kachuk, Pasternak. He loses his centers, but still a you know fifty goal guy. So there's six right there. And this is before you've even looked at defensemen. Maybe if your league, depending on value on goalies, like Kale McCarr McCarr. hasn't been taken. I, I, I've been drafting Quinn Hughes a lot. I think people are really undervaluing him. I think Vancouver is going to be a lot more competitive this year. Back to the original question. Patterson, like Bedard at six in a standard league, I think is too high. If it's, oh, wow. Those people making out those right in front of really, <laughs> Those people really love each other. <laughs> Sorry. I just got so distracted by that. Um, Makeout session them all. Okay. Go um, ahead. In a standard league, that's too high. I believe. I'm gonna, I was trying to pull it up my phone, but naturally it's being slow. I'll throw it back to you as I look for it. But I think Bedard went about seventh mm-hmm. in one of, the, one of the leagues I did too. So I'm going to double check on that. But yeah, sixth, I think that's too high. Yeah, Patty, I think that's a little bit too high. Other directions I would go, uh, maybe... I just think it's so tough for rookies and Bedard's going to be a heck of a player. So if it's a dynasty league or, you know, franchise or keeping him for a while, then I, I could see it. But if it's just a one year thing, I think that's a little bit too high. Uh, St. Albert Kevin says Saints defense against new England. Yeah. I mean, the Patriots don't look that good. JC Jackson's not going to help him this week. So I, th- I think that could be a quality start. Uh, T Higgins for Madison half PPR. I'm staying away from the Bengals. So if you get Madison, I think you go for it. He's been better the last couple of weeks. I think Cam Akers kind of motivated him. But yeah, if you're getting T. Higgins, I wouldn't do that. Did you find your your list? Do you have have it there? That, that one, yeah. So, and this was the first one I looked at. It might have been in a different league because I have done. I'm still in the middle of that one draft. Uh, we talked about it yesterday, this long draft. Still ongoing. Um, but no, Connor Bedard went in the middle to back end of the second round. Okay. Which... This league is a keeper league starting this year. So we're redrafting, starting fresh, but it's a keeper league moving forward. So I was a little bit like jealous. I was kind of shortly after the turn. I was ready to grab him with my third-round pick at the start of the third round. He went off the board. I think that's an appropriate spot for him. I uh, had a question about Christian Watson. Uh, the Packers take on the Raiders. I don't mind that. Um, I mean, the matchup is good. I think the Raiders secondary could be taken advantage of a little bit. Depends on your depth, though. Um, to me, I, I mean, depends. What, like, it, it's it's very situational. If your depth is is good, then maybe he's not a guy you look to. But if you need him, I wouldn't say it's the worst move. And just a last one here from Scalding Gord. I love preseason hockey. So many people look at the stats and jump on guys too early. The Ty Raddies and the Yesiuensius have fooled so many before. And I'm betting the Connor Brown maybe the next one. Please pump his tires so folks will think he's getting 45 goals. Thanks, Brandon. Mostly and slightly Connor Herbert wink emoji. Um, yeah, I mean, I I very much say it's preseason. Who cares? But with Connor Brown, a guy who's proven he can score in the NHL, but he is already an NHL yeah. player. And I don't think has I haven't heard anybody has Gregor said that Connor Brown is scoring forty five goals. No, but we could pump his tires. He he is going to be very effective. You've seen it. Players that play, even if they're not at the same caliber, with top tier players which Connor Brown is going to get the chance to do whether it be Connor whether it be Leon the rest of that top six is very good like he is set up for success and it's not a Jesse Yensu or a Tyratty situation he's already an NHL player he's been an NHL player he's coming off an injury sure but he's had success measurable success before that so 
I'm not saying he's scoring 45 goals, but I think he'll be a very good contributor inside the Oilers' top six. I'm with you. Got to stay healthy, obviously. And and I I don't buy into that, you know, well, he played with McDavid and Junior. Ergo, like, I mean, it, it doesn't hurt, but I don't think it automatically translates into a, a 50-goal season. What did Evander Kane say? 100 goals, 100 points, or 100 assists, 200 points? Aim high. <laughs> One of the best answers we've got. But it usually like, oh, just go out there and, and do, play my com- role. Want to compete every yeah. day. Hopefully the team has results. Nah, <laughs> I'm going for 100 100 I respect that. So take him first overall. He's going to put up numbers. Okay, uh, we got some very quickly. I'll just get through these quick. Boys, who I start, DJ Moore or Debo? Uh, I guess Debo. I don't know if he can trust the Bears receiver. Brandon? Yeah, we talked about this with Corey, too, about the Debo Samuel situation. I might be forced to start him again just because of some buy situations. I'm out of other good options off my bench. But I'm not really happy about starting Debo after what we saw in the Dallas defense. Man, it's good. Man, it is good. This will be a big test for Brock Purdy too. But you know what? I, I'll say DJ Moore. Go for it. The Bears, um, they can't get any worse. And if they're going to throw it to anybody, it's going to be him. You live dangerous. Uh, just want to give a quick little rundown here what we're doing with our Sports 1440 Fantasy Frenzy NHL pool. It is a $25 entry fee. You can send that to Connor, C-O-N-N-O-R, at sports1440.ca. When you have a comment in there or message, just throw in your email. I will reply to you with the link and the password. And then you just make your team. It's like 12 boxes. You pick a player from each box. Uh, I I don't know what it is off the top of my head. I was kind of sleepy when I made my team. Like nine... Eight forward boxes, a couple there of defense. Were a, lot, a lot of forward boxes. Yeah, and a couple goalies. And basically pretty standard points, wins. That's all we want. We keep it simple here on Fantasy Frenzy. Uh, a lot of fantasy sports require a lot of deep thought. We're not going to make you do that. Uh, that $25, what we're going to do with that is put a good chunk of it towards Gregor's grads. If you haven't heard us talk about that or Gregor talk about that, uh, provide suits for people in the city young men going to their high school graduations and then they actually get to keep the suit so they can take that for job interviews uh could use it for whatever formal events whatever it might be in the future helping out the kids uh, that's gregor's grads and then the other portion will put towards the winning uh so 25 dollars investment going to a great cause and then we're going to throw together a prize pack of patty from the canadian brew house already donating Dinner for 20, pass to dinner at the Canadian Brew House, plus a $200 gift card. So you could make a lot of people happy with that. Uh, we'll we'll make sure we grab a couple Sports 1440 hats to throw in the package and uh, keep it going throughout the entirety of the NHL season. It'll be a lot of fun, and we'll be helping out a good cause. If anybody else wants to donate packages, hey, we'll take it. We'll make this prize pack absolutely massive, or maybe we could have a second-place prize something like that but uh yeah if you want to get in on that like i said 25 dollars to connor c-o-n-n-o-r at sports 1440.ca make sure you include your email address and then i will hit you back with uh, a link and a password so you can join up very simple process uh, that'll do it for us today here on fantasy frenzy gotta thank our canadian brew house fantasy wizard today and we had Corey parson on the fantasy exec joining us talking NFL fantasy uh, tomorrow on the program. We'll talk more NFL fantasy here up next. It is the lowdown with low tide that goes from noon to two. And then at two o'clock, it is the Jason Greger show that will run from two till six. Uh, if you want to go watch the game tonight, 
Commanders, Bears, Brandon Douglas will be at the Northside Canadian Brew House. Enjoy your afternoon. Right now, we'll get to a Sports 1440 Top of the Hour update brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky. Locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WilhawkBeefJerky.com. Here is Brandon Douglas.